That is the sound of the bell for round number 10, Pacific Coast Boxing. You know where you're at, folks. Here we go. Punches and bunches. Shoe shines in the corner. Hot sauce to the ribs. Ranchos aligado. When in doubt, stick it out. Duro, duro, duro. Pacific Coast Boxing. Alfonso Ruiz here, of course, with my partner, Rick Prado. Rick, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, man? We're just ready to talk about the boxing from this past weekend. That's exactly right, Rick. We had what I would call a welterweight classic, Rick. Mm-hmm. Porter, Crawford. You said, Rick, that if Crawford was to somehow stop Porter early, that he would move up in the mythical pound for pound, and he did, Rick. So I take it you're moving him up. Yeah, I'm definitely moving him up. Um, you know, I probably have him now in, in in the top five. I don't know where in the top five, but uh, really impressed with this victory. Did something nobody else was able to do. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I have to agree with Bob Arum for once, right? Bob mm-hmm. Arum said that this was reminiscent of the 80s when, of course, you know, the four kings and all the great welterweights would face each other. Although, yeah. And you can throw Wilfredo Benitez in that mix at all as well, right? And, and I tell you what, Rick, it was beautiful to see two world-class fighters. This was not an A and a B fighter, Rick, yeah. okay? This was not an up-and-comer. And an a, these are two legitimate A fighters. I give Sean Porter all the credit in the world, mm-hmm. even though he's lost to a lot of these guys. It was two A fighters on full display yeah. in the sweet signs, Rick. No, yeah, I love to see it, you know, and and both guys came to win the fight. A lot of times we get in these fights, and good point. one guy's just trying to survive the fight. Um, but uh, Porter Porter came in wanting to win this fight. Totally agree, Rick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he's a tough match for anybody, even though yeah. he's listed as an orthodox. He's anything but orthodox, right? He's smothering. He's mauling. He's just, he's tough to deal with, mm-hmm. right? Um, yes, I was very pleased with Porter. Not pleased with his dad and the reason as to why he stopped the fight, Rick. Yeah, no, I, I would have liked to have seen the fight keep going. And, um, you know, the way he was kind of pounding the ground after, um, you know, the second knockdown. Yeah. Very reminiscent of uh, Creed Two. Yes. You know, when uh, he right. was upset that he got knocked down and, yep. you know, came back and win that fight. That's exactly right. Yeah. But he wasn't going to get a chance this time no. because his dad... I guess looked in the ring and saw you know a kindergartner mm-hmm. in the ring and decided to go into disciplinarian mode, yeah. which doesn't make any sense at this stage. But we'll talk about that later on, Rick. Um, a lot more to say about that. What happens next in the welterweight division, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a big deal. I tell you what's also a big deal, Rick. Today we have an interview with a very special fighter, female world-class prize fighter in the super flyweight division, ranked number five by the Ring Magazine, Adelaida Ruiz, is coming up after this, Rick, so fired up about that. Yeah, no, looking forward to that interview. Yeah, man. And then, of course, on that undercard, um, our guy Adam Lopez, mm-hmm. right, who was on his way sailing to what was going to be a boxing lesson, Headbutt, mm-hmm. no contest, man. Yeah, you know, it's unfortunate. Uh, you know, the only good news is, uh, you know, it wasn't his uh, his cut. Yeah. No, that's exactly yeah. right. That's exactly right. Because that those kind of, those things take a little bit to recover. Yeah. Still, right? Still, it's like just hard luck, man, you know? Yeah. I wanted to see him come out of there, um, you know, get that win, move on to the next fight. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of frustrating. Um, our guy, Raul Lizarraga, Rick, won yeah. fourth round KO, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, it was his first six-round fight, okay? I won't go into details, Rick, but I'll tell you that I was on the way to watch that fight, yeah. and I didn't quite make it. Yeah, no, it's, it's tough to hear that <laughs> you weren't able to make it. Yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. I'll yeah. let fans, you know, if you want to know, just, you know, you can hit me up. But I'm uh-huh. just going to tell you that I was two miles from the arena, Rick. Uh-huh. I was in Mexico, and somehow I didn't make it. Yeah, you know, sometimes those things happen down there. Yeah, that's exactly right, yeah. and, and we'll leave we'll leave it at that, right? Um couple things, Rick, and uh, over the weekend, I got an opportunity. First of all, I won my golf match. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. I'm now in the semifinals of the golf mm-hmm. tournament, right? Uh, disposed of my opponent, right? Yeah. No surprise to some extent, but um, I was right by the Pomona Library, okay. which was hosting an event, which was really cool. 
Boxing Hall of Famer, Rick. This guy's in the Boxing Hall of Fame in Canastota, um, New York. Mm-hmm. Gene Aguilera, who writes books. He wrote his third book, and he was there reading excerpts from it. It's called Lost Stories of West Coast Latino Boxing. Mm-hmm. Also in attendance was uh, Danny Little Red Lopez and Alberto Davila, Rick. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that was a pretty cool um, pretty cool event, man. Yeah. No, no. It, uh, Tweety. Legends. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they really are, man. These guys are legends. I mean, Davila fought who's who. You know, he fought Pintor. Mm-hmm. He was telling me about how he, you know, how he went to Puerto Rico. Uh, he lost against Wilfredo Gomez, telling me about how different it is um, going to another country and fighting mm-hmm. fighters when the entire country is behind this guy. You know? Yeah. Entire country. Got knocked out in the ninth round against Wilfredo Gomez. Um, got some contacts there, Rick. Um, both of them have agreed to come on the podcast. So mm-hmm. looking forward, to, yeah, to both having the discussion mm-hmm. with the Hall of Famer, both Hall of Famers, Gina Aguilera and Alberto Davila. Mm-hmm. That that's just going to be something. Just to listen to their stories. Um, Olympic Auditorium personnel were there selling some shirts um, because that's where all the fights took place. By yeah. the way, they're in the forum, but it really started at the Olympic Auditorium. So um, yeah, but for anybody out there, pick it up. Pick up the book, Lost Stories of West Coast uh, Latino Boxing. Pretty cool stuff. No, yeah, definitely a must read. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually gonna have to read that one. Yeah, you should. Um, you know, it was interesting. It was in Pomona, right? So uh-huh. Alberto Davila is from Pomona, and I'm gonna miss a guy, but he was talking about there's only three or four fighters that were champions out of Pomona. Mm-hmm. He was saying it was him, Shane Mosley, heavyweight Mike Weaver, and there was a fourth from Pomona, which I forgot. We're gonna have to look that up. Yeah, I knew Shane Mosley. I didn't know Davila was from Pomona, and I didn't. I forgot that Mike Weaver was from Pomona, man. Weaver was one of the first heavyweights that was like cut up, right? Yeah, you know. So, good event though, man. Mm-hmm. Good event. Um, good information. So I'm looking forward to hopefully hooking up with those uh, with those two gentlemen here soon. Um, it is round ten, Rick, and we always talk about a fight that resonates with us in round ten. Mm-hmm. This was your pool, Rick, so I'll let you have at it. Round ten. Okay, so round 10, I have the first Diego Corrales-Jose Luis Castillo fight. Yep. Ended in round 10. Um, you know, controversial with the uh, Corrales being knocked down twice, you know, spitting out the mouthpiece, getting extra time. And then by the end of the round, um, you know, he had um, L- Jose Luis Castillo up against the ropes, you know, kind of defenseless. Yeah, I didn't like that. You know, yeah. again, I like. I liked, of course, I like both fighters, Diego mm-hmm. Corrales, Chico Corrales, good fighter. Um, I just thought that the referee should have DQ'd him, Rick. Yeah. Because it clearly gave him a competitive advantage, right? Mm-hmm. Because if he doesn't spit his mouthpiece out, he probably gets knocked out. Yeah. Okay. And so he spit it out. He bought some time. He comes back and he ultimately knocks out. Uh, you know, they, 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 I think they stopped the fight in round 10. Yeah. Round I don't 10. think they counted him out, right? Yeah. Um, I just think that was the wrong way to do that. No, Castillo was never even knocked down, you know, but but yeah. he was defenseless up against the That's ropes. That's right, and, and he was. Yeah, and he was. But but does he? But does uh, Chico Corrales survive the round if he doesn't spit the mouthpiece out? No. And so I, you know, that that was kind of frustrating. Yeah. Of course, now that fight was in 2005 in May, mm-hmm. and you know, back in the day, right? Five months later, let's run it back again. This time Castillo knocks him out. Of course, the controversy there is that Castillo did not make the uh, the lightweight 135 pound yeah. weight. So they fought at about uh, Castillo, I believe, was about 138 and a half, yeah. right? Which of course is a big advantage. But he knocks out Castillo um, in round four of that fight, Rick. But no man, that fight, okay, the one we're talking about in round ten, probably one of the all time right mm-hmm. best fights, right? Yeah. No, no, it, it was it was a great fight. Um, you know. Just two warriors at their at their peak, you know. Yep. Uh, you know, fighting one that was had to have been fight of the year, two thousand five. Pretty sure, pretty yeah. sure. There's there's not really any notes on it, like mm-hmm. in boxing rec. A lot of times in boxing rec, they'll actually make reference to it. But um, but like I said, I was a little bit um, you know, frustrated by mm-hmm. that, dismayed by the lack of the referee's involvement. And then uh, we actually run into Jose Luis Castillo's son every now and then. Yeah, right? no, no, yeah, we always see him in the fights. Yeah, yeah, kind of interesting. I think he's still fighting, right? He could be, yeah. But we don't see Castillo much, though. No, no, right? um, you know, because I, I believe he became a police officer down in uh, Mexico. <laughs> oh, no kidding, yeah. Huh? Yeah, you're trying to rub it in, Rick? Yeah. <laughs> you're trying to rub my trip here to Mexico? <laughs> yeah. 
ironic, Rick. Yeah. All right, folks, here's what we got. We have super flyweight fifth ranked in the ring magazine, Adelaide Reese coming up right after the break. And then we got the Crawford Porter breakdown. And then, of course, we got a lot of boxing news, Rick, a lot of stuff going on. Didn't even mention Canelo going for his championship title in his fifth weight division, mm-hmm. right? Yep. That's that's kind of interesting, but I'll tell you what, it's not unprecedented. We'll be right back, folks. You're not going to want to miss this interview, Pacific Coast Boxing. All right, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado, Pacific Coast Boxing, and we're back. And on the line with us, Rick, we have a very special guest, Ring Magazine, number fifth rank, super flyweight, world-class female prize fighter, Adelaida La Cobra Ruiz from Los Angeles, California. She goes by Delilah. I'm going to call her Delilah. Delilah, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you guys? Thank you for having me on the show and inviting me. I'm oh, you're excited. welcome. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. We're excited to have you as well. We appreciate it. We honestly don't get enough uh, female fighters. I think the last fighter we had was uh, Sulem Urbina, right? Oh, yeah, Sulem. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. She just fought. I, she fought to a tough draw, Rick, by the way. Now uh-huh. now she's taking a break in, okay. uh, in, in boxing. Well, she said it's the first time she's taking a break in a couple of weeks. You know Sulem, uh, Delilah? Yes. Yes, I know Sulem. Yes. Yeah. I think she's like a division under you too, right? One or two divisions? Yes. Okay. One division under me. Okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So just in case, right? So uh, Delilah is coming off a big win, 925, capturing the silver version of the WBC uh, championship in that division. 115 pounds, just a level set for people in the female boxing world. Um, and we're going to get to that. I know that's a big deal, but that's just like an appetizer, right, Delilah? I know you got your sights set on the actual WBC title that is currently held by Lourdes Juarez, correct? Or even you even want the IBF with Michaela Lujan, correct? That is correct. Yes. So, yes, like you said, it's only an appetizer. So it's it was a big step and a huge step upwards, but... Like you said, I want more, and I actually want the world title, um, the belts, which Absolutely. Lulu has it, and Michaela has the IBF, and even the WBO, which um, Japan has it. So any of them, I'm, that's I'm here, interesting. I'm ready, and I want them. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't say the WBA, by the way, because that's not one of our favorite organizations <laughs> and how they rank fighters. We have no idea, by the way, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think if I activated myself as a fighter again, Rick, I think I'd be ranked 20. Yeah. As long as I paid the right people enough money with the universal lubricant. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Alfonso Ruiz, ranked number 20. Who's the guy? Sergio Martinez, uh, Delilah. Sergio Martinez just came back, yeah. right? El Maravillo. He hasn't fought in what? 10, 15 years. 10, 15 years, yeah. and he's in the top 10 yeah. in the WBA. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's the universal lubricant. Which, which is the almighty daughter, dollar. So let's go back, okay? Um, I know that's where you're at now, but I want to go back because the reason you're on here, not only because you're a prize fighter, but you have an amazing story that's very inspirational, not only in the boxing world, but to me in the business world and just life in general. Um, we happen to have uh, two daughters, ourselves, by the way, Rick, Rick and I. And so um, it's just amazing what, you, what you've accomplished, but I want to go back a little bit. So the dream of becoming a, a fighter, so from what I understand, your father had a dream of having one of his children become a world champion. I guess my question is, did you share that dream, and when did it become an obsession for you? It became an obsession to me when I was young. Well, no, I'm lying. I'm so to me, it was when I was little and I started boxing, I wanted to go to the Olympics. But back then, you know, there was no female boxers in the Olympics. Yeah. So then, you know, I got pregnant at a young age and I left. Okay. 2012 boxers, you know, the boxing industry, whatever, and um, had the females, um, they started letting the female boxers compete in the Olympics. So that was, you know, a major, um, how can I say it? It was, 
an impact to- yeah. towards me because that was my, sure. my dream. I sure. wanted to go to the Olympics. So mm-hmm. it just hit me really, really hard seeing females go to the Olympics and I yeah. wasn't even boxing. So right. when I did my return to the boxing um, world, you know, I told my dad, I want to become a professional boxer. And at that time, I mean, I knew I wanted to become a champion, but I didn't know if I still had it in me. Okay. So once, you know, once I turned professional and I competed my first two fights, even my third fight, I was like, you know what? I, I want to be a world champion. I already did what I wanted to. So it was turned professional. Sure. I got that out of the way. Right. Okay. That was my, my goal to yeah. become a professional boxer. Mm-hmm. Then I wanted to, you know, it was, it was just accomplishing my goals as I'm going, I'm stepping up a ladder to yeah. me. So mm-hmm. world champion, it was, it became an obsession after I think my fifth, sixth fight. And that's no, where that, we at. No, that's amazing. Yeah, and you started your boxing career in 2017, right? Find that, fighting at the Quiet Cannon in Montebello with, by the way, with Jack Reese as the uh, as the referee, oh, wow. who's a pretty famous referee, right? You know that he did the first uh, Wilder Fury fight, uh, Delilah. So. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So, yeah. So there he is doing your fight against. I see Re- Rebecca Light at the Quiet Cannon. In uh, in Montebello, yes. in, in Bello. that's awesome, right? So so you had a big lull. It sounds like right in boxing, and again you you brought it up. So you're um, a mother of three children, of three kids, correct? Yes, three kids. So right, so so you take a little bit of a hiatus from boxing. Um, did it, at at any point did you did you put it out of your mind? Did you say you know what boxing's just not for me? It's just not going to happen. As much as I would like for it to happen, that fire that's inside you, like it eventually just dwindled, and you said maybe not in the cards in this lifetime. Um, yes, I actually tried to go. I tried going back after I had my three kids. They were little, mm-hmm. and I was I just couldn't do it. it. It was just too difficult for me to even do it. I just tried and i let it go sure but i was i told my dad you know what i'm i'm i didn't tell my dad but i made it a goal once again to me it's all about goals it's like stepping up a ladder yeah Yeah. i told myself once my youngest turns five i'm gonna go back i'm gonna try to go back i'm gonna try it again i'm gonna try it again yeah because i just didn't want to be like I tell everybody, I didn't want to be 50 years old saying, hey, you know, I boxed at one time. No. Sure. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I want to actually tell them, you know, I was a world champion at one time. I don't want to be, I should have, could have, would have. Sure. So I went back when there were five and it was pretty hard. Yeah. But um, I didn't give up. They were running around, playing around the gym and I was training, doing my thing, but I didn't give up. <laughs> That that's amazing. The thing is, by the way, it's interesting now. You know what you did is becoming a prize fighter. But whether it is going back to college and attaining a degree, whether it's a desire to you know try a different job, to lose weight, whatever it is, isn't it funny that there's never a right time, right? And and a lot of people that we surround ourselves. I'm sure you talked to Delilah. It's ex- one excuse after another, right? Because they're waiting for that perfect moment. The truth is, there never is a perfect moment to pursue your dream, right? Yeah, there, there isn't, there isn't, and and they shouldn't be waiting for the time. Like I tell people, once I'm, like once again, I go by goals because I, I have a goal as well. Once I'm done with boxing, I want to go back to school and I want to get a career and I want to get a degree. Yeah. People tell me, oh, you're gonna be too old for what? Too old for what? I want to get a career and I'm gonna do it no matter the age. The yeah. time doesn't matter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. And after what you're doing here in boxing, I mean, the college uh, deal is going to be a piece of cake, right? And how'd you like to be yeah. the, uh, you know, the <laughs> how'd you like to be the entrance admin, you know, telling Delilah that, you know, she doesn't have the credentials to enter school? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you're pretty busy. What What is a typical day for you? Oh, um. <laughs> yeah, here we it's, go. It's, Buckle up. Um, it's it's busy. I mean, I wake up early, uh-huh. so my alarm clock was off at four four thirty. I get up. I either do my workouts. I have my garage kind of fit and set. Finally, thank God on that. Um, to if I can go out to go run, I have the garage to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, then I get my my kids up. 
um, get them ready for school, you know. It, I laugh because I have my kids on the time schedule as well. <laughs> and they, they make fun of me because I go off on the time, like, okay, we're leaving in 40 minutes, guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're leaving in 20 minutes. Five minutes. Okay, <laughs> we got to go. <laughs> so I have them on the time schedule, and if we're running behind five minutes, I'm like, okay, we're late five minutes, ten minutes. It, it's just it makes a difference. So I drop them off to school. I head to work. Um, LA traffic. I mean, yeah. I'm in traffic mm-hmm. 40 to 45 minutes going to work and coming back from work. Um, um, after work, I go straight to the gym and then from the gym, I come back. Um, and that's depending if I don't end up you know, during my lunchtime, I sometimes try to run three to four miles, depending if I didn't get my run that morning. Mm-hmm. I try to put in some mile orders for DoorDash, depending how I'm doing with my money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm, I just don't want to waste any of my time. Like, I'm just trying to stay busy, you know? Yeah. There's that's, always time for everything. So that's when uh, I'm not doing something, I feel that I'm missing something. That's good. That's going to, uh, that's going to mo- motivate Rick, who during lunch said he was just going to walk up the flight of stairs to his office. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> that, uh, that, that, ought to change yeah. How, yeah. that ought to change how you look at things. I, I usually catch up on Netflix during my lunch hour. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you see what she's doing. And, you know, what a tight ship that you run at home, by the way, Delilah, which I think is great, by the way, because I think that your kids, not I think, I know, you know, kids don't listen to what they, you know, kids end, end up don't doing what they hear. They end up modeling what they see, right? And yes. and so yes. what, so what and, you know, trust me, I've got four kids and I've learned that, right? I can tell them all I want, um, but it's what they see me doing that ultimately is going to resonate with them, and and that's what you're doing again, which I think is is extremely admirable. Um, so you've got a full time job. I think you have. I read. Did you you got two jobs? From what I understand. Yes. Well, I do the uh, my 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 full-time job which is eight to ten hours and mm-hmm. then my part-time job will be door dashing i gotcha i gotcha yes that that is something else so then um in the boxing side right i thought this was interesting um your father is currently um your trainer right juan jose ruiz uh he's been training yes. you for the last several years um and it's interesting because i said that rick and i have daughters and they play fast pitch softball by the way and one of the things that we cannot do we cannot coach them, okay, no. because they just, as far as listening, good luck, right? And we coach, <laughs> yeah. right? We coach hitting, we coach fielding, but there's something about when we're coaching our own daughters, it's not the same because they hear, you know, brush your teeth, make your bed, right? Do your chores and stay inside the ball and try and hit a line drive, and that all just gets, you know, washed out. How does that work with uh, with you and your father as far as the dynamics? Well, it it didn't work before. Um, when I was younger, when yeah. I was little, it wouldn't. We would clash heads way too much. Sure. Um, my dad just became my coach. This is our third year together, which okay. is finally working out. But we both had to learn to adjust with each other and learn that coaching and daughter, you know, the coaching and the athlete is something at the gym and the daughter and the dad is something else at home. Like, we just couldn't bring you know, training at home. And yeah. sometimes he tends to try to do so, but then I remind him and then he's like, okay, okay. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. or we're at, we're at the gym and it's like, no, no, it's, it's just boxing. And, you know, so, yeah. I mean, but before, just like your daughters, I wouldn't listen. I didn't want to mm-hmm. listen. I thought I knew everything. <laughs> I didn't want to, like, he'll tell me to do something and I just wouldn't. I'll get just more frustrated. And I mean, my dad knows me very well. So I, yeah. We learn to adjust now. I'm 33 now. Sure. <laughs> <Take> so, <me. laughs> yeah. So, so, so basi- basically, what you're saying is we're gonna they'll start listening once they turn 30. Yes. Okay. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she's saying. Rick. <laughs> and That's... even at that, even at that, um, our last few camps, you know, people would see like, "Oh, you're in a bad mood, huh?" I'm like, "Oh, no, not really, but." You'll see the, t- the the tension between me and my dad. <laughs> I, I, I just think that's tough. Again, you know, my, my daughter and I, we came up with the rule that once softball is over and once we get in the car, I couldn't talk softball, right? 
So I couldn't get in the car and then all of a sudden start grilling her. Why didn't you swing at that pitch? Why didn't you do that? So we had the we had to draw the line. I'll tell you another uh, interesting dynamic is like Sula Morbina, her husband is her trainer, and you know, yeah, I, I, that that's, must be tough. Can you imagine? I'm sorry, that but that that's just not going to work. You know, that that has to Very be. Tough. Yeah. So so let me ask you. Okay, so you know, full time job, two jobs, run in the morning. Um, I'm sure pick up the kids, deal with the homework, see what's going on, do your training. Um, it's almost like, I, I don't even know if this question fits, but when all that is done, what does Delilah do when you just kind of let your hair down and kind of relax? What do you do in your quote unquote free time? <laughs> the, My the, free time, the, you're th- gonna the, laugh. the three minutes, the three minutes in your day, by the way. <laughs> Oh, I don't even have that. I don't. I, I think my free time is showering and napping because honestly, I don't. I don't have it. I mean, I'm a parent, so mm-hmm. I'm the only parent at home. So even when I'm trying to actually rest, it's like mom this, mom that, mom that. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm a nurse. I'm a referee. I'm a counselor over here. I'm everything. So <laughs> I mean, there's no resting. There's no resting at all. Yeah. I bet, I bet. So free time when you do get it, if you ever do get it, what uh, what is it? Is it is it anything on Netflix? Is it reading a book, or is it just kind of zoning out? You know, um, I would say maybe Netflix, but okay. it's, it's rare. It's, it's almost never. But like yesterday, yeah. you know, I took all day. I was actually resting yesterday. Um, I didn't get up. I didn't run. I didn't do anything. I just got up, did laundry, and I was watching Netflix. I there was you... watching Shameless. Oh, see, there you go. <laughs> there you day. go. There you go. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good one. Is it? Yeah. I haven't gotten into that. No, no, it's a, it's a good show. I'm a Stranger Things and Narcos. Yeah. That that's yeah. That, that Peaky Blinders is a good one too to watch. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Is that right? Yeah. No. And then what's the other one? Um, Ozark. Oh, yeah, Ozark was really good. Ozark, but that was her one day. So yeah. this was your one day of binging, <laughs> yeah. Delilah. That's all you had. That's right? so that your one day for the next for the <laughs> yeah, next year. Yeah, it was year. a one-day thing. I yeah. mean, it, it, I don't remember when was the last time I did that, honestly. I don't remember. I think I want to say back in 2019 when I, my, I injured, I fell and I injured my knee. Wow. That was the last time I did that. That's that's crazy. So you do do you yeah. normally stay around? You know, you fight um, at the at the 115 at the super flyweight. Do you stay within like 10 pounds of that? Like even when you're not in training camp? Yes, I do. Okay. I, I tend to stay around that weight because if I don't, then I'll hear it from my dad. And yeah. I don't hear it from yeah. <laughs> no, that's yeah. good. That's good. The tough thing is staying there. You know, Marvin Hag, the great Marvin Hagler, Delilah, he says it's hard to get up at 5 a.m. to do your road work when you're sleeping in silk pajamas is what he says, you know, because a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of fighters, once they make it, they're not disciplined. Um, I'll tell you, the time management is is amazing what you do. Right. A lot of people have the desire to do something right, whether it's again, I'll say whether it's losing weight, whether it's getting going back to college. But then they always throw, I just don't have the time, right? And and the great Zig Ziglar, who's a motivational speaker, he says, when I hear people say that, he says, you don't have a time management issue. You have a direction issue, right? You're just not focused on what it is that you want to do. And so it seems like you don't have enough time. Um, that resonates with you, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And I agree on that because when people tell me the same thing, I don't have time, I look at them like, and I nod my head like, no. No, <laughs> it's not that you don't have the time. Yeah, there is time. You just need to learn how to manage it. That's and right. Set your priorities. What is it that you want now? Don't, yep. You know. Yeah. Or what is it that you need? You got to go based on not what you know. I don't know. I just I nod my head. It's like no, 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 no. Yeah, you're the you're the worst person for anybody to say that to, right? That, that, yeah. that I don't have the time. But it's amazing. Like I said, you are, um, there's a book by Napoleon Hill. It's called How to Think and Grow Rich. Um, if you haven't read it, everybody should read that book, Rick. But, um, but you're what's called a practical dreamer, by the way, uh, Delilah. You're a practical dreamer because you have dreams, but you actually take actions to accomplish them, if that makes sense. Um, and you're in like the 5% of the population, by the way. 95% of people in this world have a desire, but they don't take actions. And and you are what separates that. So, um, like I said, it's fascinating. 
what you do. But but let me get back. So let's get back to the fight, uh, to the fight world here before we end off with a little flurry with a little 10 seconds left. Um, so the last fight was 925. I know you want you'd love to fight for the ship um, next. Um, what's the reality of that happening? I know uh, Juarez, Lourdes Juarez just fought recently. Yeah. It was actually a, a close fight as well. Um, I'd have to see what Michaela Lujan has, but re, you know, realistically, um, what's next on the horizon as far as next fight? Um, well, my promoter, um, Mark Nation Promotions, mm-hmm. Marvin, is actually working on it. He's really working really hard for me to get that fight with um, with Lourdes. Yes, you know we had we had already talked about it for the nine twenty five um, nine twenty five fight. Actually, mm-hmm. we were offering her to come out here in LA to fight. Um, she didn't take it. She said it was too soon. She had recently fought. Hmm. So we're we're working on it. My promoter's working on it. So hopefully either the IBF or WBC, but I see that WBC closer than the IBF. Sure, sure. And that's, by the way, I mean, whether it's, you know, male fighters, female fighters, there's always the politics and the business of it, right? That gets in the way, yes. un- unfortunately, whether yes. it's the promoters. I mean, at least she's not with PBC. If she was with PBC, you'd have no shot of ever fighting her. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, yeah. No, I see, I see, I see it really close, so. Yeah. I know there's a lot of politics and everything, but I see my promoter working really hard for it. We're actually leaving tonight for the WBC convention out there. Oh, no kidding. Um, nice. Yeah. That's nice, great. Right? And I just found out I was nominated knockout of the year for the WBC. So, you know, I feel like wow. I have one foot in there. So I feel like it's, it's closer than, you know. Yo, no. Co- yeah. Congra- <laughs> congratulations on that. Oh, no, it'll, 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 it'll happen. It'll happen if, uh, especially, you know, with your resilience and your work ethic and and what you're doing i think it's just a matter of time uh delilah i I really do um yeah before we let you go because i know you're you're extremely busy i mean we're talking about all this time and here we're taking like uh you know 25 minutes right time is the one resource rick you can't make buy or rent it so you better make the the best of it rick um (laughs) a few a few quick questions delilah just so you know fans that listen to our podcast get to know you a little better okay so rick we're gonna go here with the 10 seconds okay Okay. so okay real quick delilah you gotta think quick here just like shoe shines in the corner type deal favorite movie all time oh titanic oh (laughs) see all right that's not bad Not, not not bad yeah now, why, why are we judging her choices? Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah I didn't say we we're going to judge her choices, right? All right, I think you already answered this one. Best Netflix series that you've watched, or maybe not just yesterday, but all time. Uh, oh, my gosh. Um, I'm going to just go with Shameless because I can't think of something else. You're good. You're good. Music pef- preference, like your go-to music. Corridos. Ah. <laughs> there you go. Favorite food. You got like... A meal after you win that championship, after you know you don't have to cut weight. What is it? What What are you gonna eat? Um, tacos. There you go. Carne asada, cabeza, lengua. What kind? Al pastor. Al pastor. Oh, there you go. That's one thing we don't have a lot of over here, Rick. No. In Murrieta, other than right up here off the two fifteen. Yeah. No, they took out that uh, tacos are gordo and. That's it. Yeah. So listen, uh, Delilah, I want to thank you so much uh, for coming on our podcast. Um, It exceeded my expectations. Um, One of the things I want to mention, by the way, just for coming on the podcast with us, we donate money anytime we get a professional fighter that joins us, and it's called Survivor to Leader. This is an organization out of Orange County that helps girls that were victims of sex trafficking, and it's a very small uh, group. It's not this big bureaucratic uh, group with, with, you know, dozens of layers. It goes straight to the girls that have made it out and that now need money for college, need money for birthday presents to fix their car. So you coming on the show has made a difference um, to the girls in that uh, Survivor to Leader organization. So thank you very much for doing this. Well, thank you guys for doing that for them. That's awesome. That's really good. It, knowing that there's people still out there helping people in need. Absolutely. No, it's our pleasure. And and I'll close by saying one thing. You know, you said that when you're 50, right, you want to look back and you want to say that uh, that you were a champion and that you made it, right? And I'll tell you something, yeah. Delilah, I'll tell you something. Anybody who's pursuing 
their dream um, and that has that desire in your heart, anybody who's moving towards it and taking action, you're already a success. And that's, and that's a fact. Title or not, you're already a success. And, and, your kids, you. and your kids see that as well. So thank you very much. Uh, congratulations. Good luck. I hope you get that fight. And we'll be following you uh, for sure. So thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. If it goes boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back after that epic uh, conversation with Adelaida La Cobra Reese or Delilah mm-hmm. um, as she goes by. I tell you what, Rick, you know, it um, it makes you feel bad as a person to say, hey, man, I don't have time to do whatever. Right. When you listen to her schedule, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. Yeah, a very impressive person, you know, um, not just, you know, woman female boxer that's right very imp- very impressive uh, person yeah i mean you know seriously right she's got a future in whatever she wants to do she talked about it, and i should have asked her when she said about going back to college but the truth is she's going to succeed in whatever endeavor mm-hmm. that she decides right to uh, to to uh to, to pretty much get into because of, of her, just her desire and her work ethic. Yeah. So whatever degree she wants, she's going to get it done. I also think that just the fact that she started later in boxing, you know, with the kids and whatnot, um, it, it's going to make her more who she is today. Yeah. Right. Whereas if she would have started young, no kids and whatever, it wouldn't have been the same challenges and hurdles and it wouldn't have made her who she is today. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. It, it definitely did. And, um, you know, she's an inspiration, and hopefully she gets that title shot that uh, she's looking for. I think so. You know, um, I hope she does. Yeah. Like if there's anybody who deserves it, it's her. Um, so there you go, folks. Okay, no uh, no complaining. Um, hopefully uh, nobody's watching all these Netflix series hours after hours, Rick, because yeah. if you are, that means you're leaving time on the yeah. table to pursue whatever your dream happens to be, man. Yeah. So, wow, that was awesome. All right, Rick, we also had an awesome fight over the weekend. Mm-hmm. 147-pound clash with Crawford and Porter. What do you got, Rick? Yeah, no, it, um, you know, both guys left it out on the table. You know, it, um, you know, the 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 corner stopped the fight. Um, you know, he he said that uh, he didn't train properly. Yeah. Um, you know, I would have liked to have seen the fight keep going. I, I, I think he, Porter probably doesn't win the fight. Yeah. But I think he at least finishes the fight. And the fight was kind of close enough to where, you know, we found out afterward, you know, that uh, Crawford was up on all the cards, you know, at least by one round. Yeah. Which is not much, though, yeah. Rick. He, no. he, you know, he was up. Two judges had him up by one round. Mm-hmm. And then the third judge had him up by two. Yeah. That's nothing. Yeah. Right. What was what did it end in? Was it round nine? Yeah. So um, once, you know, but once the knockdowns, yeah. you know, he, he was probably down about four points. Yeah, but, you know, again, right, but the way that Porter fights, right, which is mm-hmm. a very, he's kind of rambunctious in there, right, mauling, smothering, you know, punches from all angles. Who knows, man? Yeah. And I'm sorry, but I don't, and now we know more, right? Now we know that he was going to retire, and so maybe that's what the father was thinking about, yeah. right? And then, you know, and then it, it was around 10. Yeah. But, yeah, that makes me think, okay, you know, a lot of these boxers, you know, um, Carl Frampton, yeah. He came out once he lost. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to retire. Yeah. When you're already thinking about your retirement, you know, in the ring, yeah. you know, or soon after the fight, mm-hmm. you're pretty much already retired. Yeah. I just didn't like the father saying that. Yeah. I stopped it because he didn't prepare himself mm-hmm. good enough. What is that? Yeah. Okay. You know, he made weight. You know, he, he looked in great shape. Yeah. You know, didn't look like he was getting tired. No. It, you know, uh, maybe it was just a way to, you know, kind of save some, some, some. I face, don't know. I know? thought it, I thought it was yeah. bad. And Porter, of course, has to be, you know, very respectful because it's his dad. Mm-hmm. But that was a bad stoppage. Yeah, you don't stop that fight. And if you are going to stop it, you don't stop it because I thought he was going to say, yeah, because he didn't want his son to, you mm-hmm. know, incur any more damage. Yeah. The end. No, no, it was because he didn't prepare for the fight. Yeah. What are we teaching lessons on at this stage? Yeah. What is he a first grader? It's a bad decision, man. Now that being said. Great performance by Terrence Crawford. Mm-hmm. Okay, to me, it was the first time that he was actually in the ring with an actual A-list fighter. Yep. Porter's fought everybody, beats Danny Garcia, beats uh, Ordonis Ugas, loses to everybody else. But um, but regardless, right? Crawford looked very impressive, Rick. I got to give it to him. No, yeah, he he looked impressive, and um, you know, with the stat of the week last week about you know the knockouts in a row, 
you know, he, he did number extend nine. that. He did extend that streak. Yeah, number nine, I think yeah. you're saying now, right? So um, no, looked in, looked impressive. You know, I the other opponents, you could say, yeah. you know, hey, maybe not, but yeah, to to knock out Sean Porter, yeah. and be the only one to be able to do it, yeah, you know, impressive. No, there's no doubt yeah. about it. There's no doubt about it. So you know, the the what happens next conversation mm-hmm. is really simple, right? Yeah. At the welterweight division, there's only one fight that we want next. Yeah. Okay. I know that there's all, you know, we had our welterweight tournament. And, you know, I know you've got all the young guys that are coming up, Ortiz, you know, Boots, Enos. But the two guys at the top, Rick, are Spence Jr. Yeah. and Terrence Crawford. That's the only fight that we need to see in the welterweight division, man. Yeah, and and, and as fans, you know, we, we want to see that fight, you know, materialize and be, and be next. I don't think it's going to happen. I think PBC is going to try to slow play this a little bit and, and make uh, a Terrence Crawford, you know, Fight a uh, a Keith Thurman who's now saying he'd be ready for a yeah. fight yeah. by by the middle of next year against um, Terrence Crawford. Yeah, and they could make them go through like a you know a Keith Thurman, um, you know not a Danny Garcia because he moved up, but yeah, um, you know maybe may, maybe now you get a a, a Mikey Garcia yeah. you know to move back up and and fight a Terrence Crawford. You know I I hope not, but. Um, you know, they might make them fight a couple guys just to get to the Spence fight. Yeah. Um, the other part of this is um, Terrence Crawford said, you know, he's no longer with top rank. He's yep. leaving top rank. He's a free agent now, right? He said that, uh, you know, Bob Arum couldn't get him the Earl Spence fight yep. while he was with him. So, you know, so he's moving on. That's what's interesting, right? That's kind of what opens up, you hope, the possibility for this fight being a reality, Rick, yeah, is that you know he's not tied to top rank, so can Crawford somehow, right, cut a one-two fight deal with uh, with Al Heyman and PBC, yeah. and make the fight possible. And and it could be you know that maybe he does a two-fight deal with them, right? Okay, beat Thurman, yeah, then you get the Spence fight at the end of the year. That's exactly right. You know, and yeah, maybe Spence has another fight, right? And then yeah. they and then you're right, and then they meet. Um, that's it. Like there is no other, where do these guys go from here? We mm-hmm. know Porter's retiring, yeah. you know, and fine. He had a really good career. I think he's really good behind the mic, right? Yeah. Does a good job on the, on the different broadcasts that he's on. So that's fine, Sean. You give us a good career, mm-hmm. nothing but respect. So we know where he's going. Um, that's it. That's the only fights yeah. in the, in the welterweight division. Again, yeah, of course I'd love to see, you know, Virgil Ortiz Jr. fight, you know, Jaron Bootsiness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's probably not going to happen those are the two guys we need to see and that's it what else we got rick um so also this past weekend um also on this card we had uh the isaac dog bay fight yeah Yeah. uh so he won by majority decision over christopher diaz you know we'd like to see adam lopez get his his rematch there yeah no doubt about it he it wasn't even that impressive right i'm gonna say he squeaked by Mm -hmm. um we know what happened um when adam lopez fought right adam lopez with his you know nutritionist right who he had to lose 10 pounds in one day. I think a healthy, well-prepared Adam Lopez um, probably knocks out Dog Bay, yeah. man. No, yeah, and 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 I think, uh, you know, he deserves this fight. Yeah. You know, um, hopefully they, they, they give it to him next. I hope so. Um, also, there was a DAZN card on Friday night. It was uh, Demetrius uh, Boo Boo Andre yeah. versus uh, Jason Quigley. Yeah. And Quigley was knocked out in the uh, second round. Yeah, no surprise, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, that that's, you know, Quigley is, you know, BC level, right? Um, what was interesting is Demetrius Andre didn't come out and say who he wants next, right? Yeah, no, everybody knows, different. you know, I think before the fight, you know, he, he wants Charlo. Yeah. Um, but I, I think everybody's doing a lot of posturing. Like Charlo yeah. wants to wait out Canelo. Yeah. You know, Andre wants to wait out Canelo. You know, these guys need to force Canelo's hand by fighting each other. Yep. And... You know, maybe the winner gets Canelo. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Probably not going to happen. Yeah. Who who, uh, who promotes Andre? Um, Eddie Hearn. No, oh, see, so that that's a good it, thing. So it could happen, you know, but, yeah. you know, I don't think, you know, Canelo's not rushing towards that fight. We'll, no. we'll get to Canelo, but he's yeah. he's going more in the other direction. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing there. There's yeah. nothing there for him. Um, also on this undercard, it was uh, Murderon Akhmadayev. Yes, you know, and, and he won uh, a lopsided unanimous decision uh, victory. Yeah, over Jose Velasquez. You know, still waiting for Daniel Roman to get his uh, rematch. Yep. He also posted on Instagram. Yeah, Roman did. You know, 
hey, it's time for the rematch. That's you know, right. These guys have been running. Yeah. They've been hiding. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's time to get that uh, rematch done. And it really would be because if you think about it, right, we have the 122-pound mm-hmm. championship fight coming up in a couple of weeks with uh, Brandon Figueroa and Stephen Fulton. That's actually this coming weekend. Oh, is it this, is it this, this weekend? weekend? Yeah. Okay, I know uh, I know the Cambuses and uh, Teofimo Lopez yeah. fight. So you think that sets up perfect, right? Mm-hmm. So you like the winner of the Fulton Figueroa fight can fight, uh, you know, Akma Dialev and Danny Roman. Yeah. Why you know, not? I, I think, um, you know, Daniel Roman said, yeah, if he doesn't get the Akma Dialev rematch, then he wants the uh, the winner of the Figueroa Fulton. Danny Roman is uh, ranked number one in the WBC, mm-hmm. number one in the WBO, number yeah. four in the WBA, right? Yeah. Number seven. So, I mean, top five, you know, when you average it, right, he's like top three. Mm-hmm. And, and all organizations, former champion, and he can't get a he can't get a title shot. Yeah, it makes it, no sense. Yeah, it, it's terrible. It's uh, you know, hopefully, he gets the title shot. Hopefully, within the next uh, few months, um, we'll see how this Figueroa Fulton fight goes goes happens this weekend. Yep. Um, also, Tim Zhu, you know, he improved. He 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 won a unanimous decision over yeah. um, Takashi in a way, mm-hmm. and that one was on Wednesday of last week. But, um, yeah, those those were the fights for this past weekend. Perfect, Rick. All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and set up the fights for this weekend, get into some boxing news, and then, of course, we have the stat of the week, Pacific Coast Boxing. We'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back just in case. All of the podcasts are up to date on PacificCoastBoxing.com. Make sure you check that out. All right, Rick, we got really two big fights coming up this yeah. weekend. What do we got? So for the DAZN card, we have uh, Teofimo Lopez versus George Cambosis Jr. Yep. Uh, for Lopez's uh, undisputed lightweight championship. Yeah, and as much, you know, as much, this has had more attention because of all of the outside the mm-hmm. ring and Triller and all the yeah. mess trying to make it more so than the actual fight themselves itself, right? At the end of the day, Rick, um, Tefimo Lopez is not even going to beat him, but he's going to knock him out. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, you know, this fight has been, it seems like it's been lingering around for about a year now. Yep. You know, with all the cancellations, postponements. Um, Teofimo wins. I think he wins impressively, and he knocks out George Combosis Jr. I, I yeah, lock of the week. That's the lock of the week. Yeah, uh, yeah I think so too. Um, he's favored pretty big. You know, he's favored mm-hmm. at minus eleven hundred. Um, Cambusa's basically to keep it simple. He's going off at us at six to one. Rick yeah. is what he's going off at. You know. So if you believe he's got a chance, it's not a bad bet. Percentage wise, Vegas believes that. Teofimo Lopez has a 92% chance of winning. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I think that's about right. I think so, too. And I think, um, you know, this is the first time we've seen Teofimo Lopez all year. Am I right? Yeah. I, I feel like it's uh, it's been two years since he's It's the he's first fought, time it's since, not... since he beat Lomachenko, yeah. right? In the it, virtuoso performance. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, his stock was so high at that point. You know, nobody's had a longer victory lap. It's just, it's unfortunate, man. Yeah. I know. It's really unfortunate because for somebody like him who really needs to showcase himself yeah. and, and capitalize on that win... We haven't seen him. No. Well, the thing is, is we've seen him. Yeah. We just haven't seen him in the ring. That's true. He goes to all the fights. Yeah, that's very true. You know, he's there in the stands calling people out, you know, doing interviews. Yeah. But we want to see him fight. I told you I met him at the uh, Pechanga. I took a picture with my boy, Sean. Just a likable, likable young man. No, we're big fans. Yeah. We we both had him beating Lomachenko. That's right. That's exactly two of the few. Yeah. Two of the few that had it. We even had it as a mismatch. Yeah. When people were telling us we were crazy. This will be another mismatch. Mm -hmm. Um, also this weekend we've got uh, this one more evenly uh, matched uh, yeah. Brandon Figueroa yeah. versus Stephen Fulton. This is a tough one, Rick. Yeah. You know this is a tough one. Um, you know you got the taller, lankier. You know five eight Brandon Figueroa, who mm-hmm. I gotta say, right? I picked. I went against him. Yeah. Uh, I think you did as well yeah. against against Luis Neri, right? Yeah. Um, and so man, you know it's like do do we do I pick? Do we pick against him again? You know. Um, Stephen Fulton, 5'6", right? Uh, much quicker, maybe a better boxer, right? This is going to be an interesting fight, man. No, yeah, looking forward to this one. I think it's going to be um, a good fight. You know, I, I think it's going to be, you know, I do have Fulton winning this fight, yeah, and I think he wins by decision. 
Yeah, Brandon Figueroa is the underdog going off at let's just call it three to one, Rick. Mm-hmm. So if you were a betting person, this would be yeah. you know it, Brandon Figueroa is a live dog if you yeah. want to put it that way. Definitely a live dog. Um, I don't know, man. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know on this one. Okay, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm gonna say only because I went against him, and mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do it again. I'm going with Figueroa, Rick. Yeah, I'm going with Figueroa in a decision. Because, again, I picked against him, against Neary, and he came out and fought a brilliant mm-hmm. fight. We saw that fight live. Um, I'm going with Figueroa, Rick. I think he can outbox. Yeah. He's got longer reach, and I think that he's going to stymie Stephen Fulton. Yeah, you know, it. it uh, I think it's a close fight, but, yeah, I, I think Fulton and, and, and being the tough Philly fighter yeah. is going to get it done. There you go. Two good fights, by the way. You yeah. talk about a Saturday full of good fights, which we normally don't get. We're getting them. Yeah. All right, Rick. Let's talk about some boxing news. So, yeah, for this week for uh, boxing news, we have uh, Canelo was down at the uh, WBC you know, convention. Yes. And um, it looks like now he's planning to fight Ilunga Makabu. Yeah. You know, which, um, you know, everybody knows this guy, right? Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, not, <laughs> not quite, Rick. Yeah. Not quite. And I know a lot of people are going to have a lot of issues with it, Rick, uh-huh. but I'm going to tell you something. If there's anybody, okay, who deserves a victory lap, mm-hmm. it's Canelo Alvarez, Rick. Yeah. Okay, now I know people are going to say, yeah, but, you know, what about the Elidrum fight, mm-hmm. okay? Here's the thing, Rick. This is very reminiscent of when Sugar Ray Leonard beat light heavyweight Donnie Lalonde, yeah. Rick, simply to get the title in the other weight division. 20 years later, okay, when Canelo's retired— Nobody's going to care who we beat. Yeah. All that's going to matter is that he's in the record books as being a five weight division champion, Rick. Yeah, you know, I, I just, you know, if, if he does this, you know, I'm a little disappointed because I, I probably much rather see him fight a Benavidez or a Charlo. You know, those are the two guys I'd, I'd like to see him fight. And he's kind of skipping over Peter Biev and um, Bivol. Yeah. Um, but if this is the fight he's taking and then he's coming back down and he's going to get to these four guys, yeah, then I'm okay with it. Here's the thing, Rick. How come it's Alvarez, who everybody considers, I get it. I get mm-hmm. that Terrence Crawford, you know, is now, has gone up. And I'm sure some people, by the yeah. way, and, you know, ESPN, et cetera, they now have um, Terrence Crawford at the top of the list, right? Yeah. But why is it that Canelo has to have every single fight against the very best, right? I, I just think, um, you know, this is who we would like to see him against. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, if he if he takes, you know, this fight off, but it can't be this guy and then we're fighting another no-name guy and you know, but, he but he's a champion, right? The guy's a champion yeah. though. That's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Um Canelo's last um, fights, Caleb Plant, mm-hmm. right? IBF champion, Billy Joe Saunders champion of Avni Elidrum. That's the one pass I'll give you. Yeah. Right? Uh Callum Smith champion, Kovalev champion. Uh, Daniel Jacobs, champion. Rocky Fielding, eh. Triple G twice, okay? I mean, come on, you know? So I'm okay with it. Of course, all of the uh, sanctioning bodies are stepping aside, right? Because that's the problem with being the unified champion in a division is how do you satisfy each sanctioning organization's Mm -hmm. mandatory? So they're saying, go ahead, take your victory lap. Yeah. And they're giving this to him so that he can get his fifth weight division champion. We don't know a whole lot about this guy yeah. other than the fact, like, when Charles Barkley said, what do you know about Angola? And he said, I don't know anything other than that they're in trouble. Yeah. Same thing here. <laughs> He's in trouble. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, one of those, um, you know, a lot of people are, you know, calling it cherry picking and going after, you know, the, but, you know, he does, he does deserve it. He fought three times last year, you know. Maybe, you know, a little bit of a break. You know, I think that's why he's planning on fighting in May, whereas of last year he fought in February, May, yeah, and and, and November. He may just go to the point where he's fighting in May, he's fighting in September, and he's doing that from now on. Yeah, here's the thing, Rick, okay, and you you bring up a good point. He fought three times in 2021, man. Okay, once in 2020, that was everybody. Yeah. Twice in 2019. He's more active than guys that are like just, you know— Gatekeepers. Well, your guy, Keith Thurman, he's fought yeah. one time in seven years. Well, he's injured, and, Rick. He's, oh. he's injured. He's oh. injured. I mean, you can't fight when you're injured, Rick. Okay. But boxing is not something that you can go in there with a pulled hammy or a sore, yeah. sh- a sore shoulder. Okay. You know? You would have to be in the ring to know that, Rick. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't do that, you know? You think you're dead. That's the yeah. whole thing there. But, yeah, but back to Canelo, right, yeah. is the guy, 
it just keeps fighting. Yeah. So I'm okay with it. Like I said, everybody questioned, you know, when Sugar Ray Leonard fought Donnie Lalonde, mm-hmm. who cares now? Guess what? Check. Sugar Ray Leonard, heavyweight champion. Yeah. I'm and, sorry, light heavyweight champion. And, you know, he he does want to get to that five different divisions where he's he's been the champion. And, you know, who's to say, you know, he doesn't think he wins this one. Usyk wins his his right. his match. Right. Is it crazy to think that he he doesn't fight the previous cruiserweight champion for the world heavyweight title? Yeah, that would be tough. You never know. It'd be tough, right? You never know. You know, I think it would be a mistake. Yeah. But you know, who knows? You know, it, it, get to this fight and then see what happens after that. Yeah. What else we got in the news? Right? Um. So we've got um. Dimitri Bivol. He turned down the uh, Zerto Ramirez fight. Yeah. He's gonna fight. Uh, Umar Solonov, yeah, uh, December eleventh in Russia. Yeah, uh, Zurdo was disappointed because Bivol had been asking for this fight, asking for it, but it sounded like Bivol, you know, also thinks he's in the Canelo sweepstakes. So yeah. he fights Umar Solonov, then he's thinking he gets Canelo. But we've got a bunch of guys sitting around waiting th- to think that they're going to get Canelo. Yeah, instead of just making these fights. That's an interesting. You have to say that that's a business decision, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're right. I think he's sidestepping Gilberto Zurdo Ramirez because of the future opportunities. Because other than that, I'm going to tell you something. He beats Ramirez. Yeah. He does. Yeah. He's going to beat him. I'm sorry. But, the you know, Ramirez, the old, you know, he, he, the way he punches, he can't break an egg. Yeah. He yeah. beats him. Yeah. And then there's a good chance he's, that he does that. You know, he just probably just didn't want to take the risk. Um, there's no risk fighting yeah. <laughs> Ramirez, you know? Um, also, you've got uh, David Benavides. Um, it looks like he's going to fight uh, David Lemieux for the interim super middleweight title. I like that one. Yeah. I like that one, Rick. Is that going to be the interim WBC? Uh, yes. Has to be, yeah. right? Yeah. They're the only ones because if it was a WBA, mm-hmm. it would be the gold. Yeah. And some other one. That's good. By the way, we haven't seen David Lemieux in a while, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I love David Lemieux, by the way. A lot of power. He knocked yeah, out Gabriel power. He knocked out Gabriel Rosado, but he's also been knocked out by quite a few mm-hmm. people. He's the one that got completely outclassed by Billy Joe Saunders. Yeah. Um, that's a good fight. This is probably David Lemieux's last hurrah. Yeah. Tell you what, Rick. He lands that big right, Benavides can be in trouble. Yeah. That's a good fight. Yeah, it's a good fight. Looking forward to that one. Um, Bob Arum, you know, he wants to do Josh Taylor, Terrence Crawford. Believes it'll make 1.5 million buys. Yeah. Um, I don't think it reaches that. And I don't think it happens. I think Arum is just uh, hoping that it happens because he's losing Terrence Crawford. Yeah, not to mention, you know, um, Taylor's too small. He's 140. I know he could fight at 147. Mm -hmm. He gets outclassed by Crawford. Yeah. Crawford's a hell of a fighter. I've never said that Crawford is not a good fighter. He just had not fought anybody since he fought Mm -hmm. Porter, finally. Yeah. Now, um, he... um, he waxes. I mean, he he polishes off Taylor easy, man. Yeah, no, I believe so too. Just too just too big, too strong. Um, Jermel Charlo uh, yeah. versus Brian, Brian Castano too. Yeah, it's scheduled for February in Houston, Texas. Good. That was a good fight. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, Charlo changes strategy mm-hmm. and doesn't sit in the corner and give the advantage back to the five six five seven Castano. Yeah. That's going to be a fun one. Yeah, and then. Um, Earl Spence, uh, he was at the fight this past weekend, and uh, he said yeah. that he's going to have a big fight for February or March. So who knows what that could mean? Yeah, which on all that drama, right? He yeah. was there, and then he leaves right after the fight gets stopped, and uh-huh. Crawford is like, I didn't know that boy was here and all this stuff. <laughs> um, those guys have to fight, man, I'm telling yeah. you. you know That was a, a beautiful fight between Crawford and Porter this weekend. It was, it was great to see yeah. two guys at that level right, represent the sport that we love so much, the sweet science. We need to see those two guys in the ring. Yeah. And I, and I hope it's just a negotiation ploy to yeah. say, you know, like, hey, I'm not interested in that fight. That fight does nothing for me. Yeah. You know, and, and it's all just part trying to get himself 60, yeah. the 60 half instead of the 40 half. Yeah, but it does. Like, yeah. that, that, that's a legacy fight for it both is. of them. And, and, it, and the thing is, man, win or lose, they got to do it. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter back in the days. Hearns, Hagler, you know, Benitez, those guys just fought. And, and, and here it is. You, you have that fight. It's a close fight. Yeah. You have a second one. Yeah, that's you, right. Maybe you even have a third one. That's exactly right. You know, and, exactly they, and they're making right. a ton of money, more money than they would get to fight anybody else. 
There's no doubt about it. Um, also, Oscar Valdez versus Emmanuel Navarrete. It looks like that's going to be the fight that's up next. Yeah, so they're not going to go the route with they were going to fight yeah. Valdez against somebody else you had talked about, yeah. right? And I, and I think the reason why they're doing this is because Navarrete is actually out of um, – the top ranked contract. Yeah. So I think that's a way of giving him this fight now. Yeah. Interesting. And trying to get him back in. Interesting. Uh, you've also got uh, Jesse Vargas versus uh, Liam Smith. Yeah. Uh, in Las Vegas at the end of uh, January. Yeah, it's a huge welterweight yeah. fight, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> well, one fifty four, but super. Oh, yeah. one fifty. Oh, they're moving up. Yeah, yeah they're moving up. They're moving so. up. Okay. Uh, Liam Beefy Smith. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, you've got. Uh, it looks like Bob Aaron was saying that if he can't get Teofimo Lopez uh, and Loma yeah. in the rematch, that he'd like to make a Teofimo uh, Shakur Stevenson fight. Yeah, that fight doesn't make sense. Yeah. Shakur Stevenson's one thirty. No, and I and I think you know, uh, he just beat Jamal Herring. All right, it, and it could be something where I, I I think top rank and Teofimo Lopez just aren't seeing eye to eye. Yeah, and so Bob Aram's kind of thinking of like, okay, who can I get to take his title away from him? Yeah, and 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 get rid of this guy. And Shakur's not going to do it. No, he's too small. And too plus small. Shakur, you know Stevenson. Now that you know Valdez is going to fight Navarrete, fight the winner of that fight. Yeah, right. That no. that's what we want to see. Yeah, he doesn't need to move up two weight divisions in in six months. There's no just no, not, no reason doesn't to make do any that. sense. Or fight Chris Colbert. Yeah. Um, Joe Smith Jr. versus uh, Callum Johnson, uh, January 15th. It'll be on ESPN. Yeah. Looking forward to that one. Um, some other fights being made. Uh, Huey Fury versus uh, Chris Ariola. Yeah. You know, that will be a good, uh, you know, it'll be an entertaining fight. Any relation? Uh, I don't believe so. Okay. Just happens to yeah. have the name Fury. I'll tell you what, man. We talked about Gabriel Rosado, like, having a resurgence. Mm-hmm. Same for Chris Ariola. Since he hooked up with, um, oh gosh, I'm going to forget his name, but he's out of he's out of North Hollywood, Rick, the trainer, Goosen. Goosen. Yeah. Same with when he hooked up with Goosen, totally different fighter. Yeah. He's he's completely revamped himself. I love it, and I love that he's getting opportunities. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, Huey Fury is the um, cousin. Yeah. Of Tyson Fury. There you go. Um, and then the last we have. Uh, Liam Williams is out of the uh, Chris Eubank Jr. fight because uh, of injury. Okay. A lot going on, yep. man. A lot going on. Uh, looking forward to this weekend. Yep. It's going to be a good one. Looking forward to let's close this out with the stat of the week. We'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing. Pacific Coast Boxing. Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. All right, Rick. Cannot have a podcast without a stat of the week. What do we got, Rick? So uh, we're going to keep it with the uh, welterweight division because they, they had a big weekend. I like it. Um, but the longest reigning welterweight champ of all time and uh, fourth on the list right now. Yeah. At four years and five months, Earl Spence Jr. No kidding. Yeah. Four years and five. So then how long is Crawford now that I think about it? Uh, he, he's that's got, one to look up, yeah. He's, he's, he's got he's to be up there as well, right? You would think. Uh, well, he was at 140 for a long time. That's right. That's right. So um, he won the uh, welterweight title in June of 2018. So okay. it's only been three and a half years. Yeah, so four years, yeah. like to your point, four years and- uh, and, and five months. Okay, of course, the drum roll, Rick. The who's, drum who's, roll. who's held the welterweight well, championship longer than anybody? It, it seems like we always, you know, this always seems to come up. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> Felix Tito Trinidad, how holds the record with uh, that. six years, yeah. eight months? Yeah, reigning wow. at welterweight title. He still hasn't lost his welterweight title. Yeah, technically you know, he, he, he did up. Yeah. Technically he hasn't. Of course, Felix Trinidad currently graces the cover uh-huh. on the special Felix Trinidad issue. Yeah. We mentioned that last week on the Ring magazine. Uh, here's the thing. Now that one doesn't surprise me, right? Two mm-hmm. things don't surprise me. That your stat of the week would involve Felix Trinidad. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's not a that's not a shocker. Well, it's it's not just me, the fans. Yeah. The fans request it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Just find some stat of the week that that has Trinidad in the mix. Yeah. But okay, so that doesn't surprise me. It also doesn't surprise me that Trinidad was number one. Yeah. The the number two guy surprises me, Rick. Mm-hmm. The second longest reigning uh, welterweight champion. Antonio Margarito? Did that it, not surprise you? Not really, because I remember he was avoided. You know, mm-hmm. um, Mayweather did not want to fight him. Yeah. You know, even yeah. like he waited until other people started beating him. Right. To, to finally, you know, and then 
then he's like, oh, well, why fight him now? He's already yeah. been beaten. Yeah. But um, there was there was a time where he was heavily avoided. Yeah, pretty interesting. The boogeyman, five years mm-hmm. and three months. So he's number two. The great Cuban, Jose Napoles, mm-hmm. at number three at four years, and then Earl Spence Jr., yeah. At number four, that's pretty interesting, and and it's kind of a who's who. Even even uh, five and six, yeah. Floyd Mayweather, yeah. Pernod Whitaker, yeah. The welterweight division, man. Again, and I think obviously the four kings really mm-hmm. put that division on the map, yeah. Um, because that's kind of where you know Duran beat Leonard, and then when Leonard uh, uh, fought Hearns, right? They they kind of made that division a little bit, you know, not a little bit, a lot more popular than uh, than what it probably used to be. Yeah. Right. Obviously, heavyweight is always the glamour division, but then you had the middleweight and then you had the lightweight. Yeah. But it was really the four kings, in my opinion, that established the welterweight as kind of a glamour division. Yeah. Which is honestly, other than the heavyweights, we got probably some of the best fighters today hanging around in the welterweight division, Rick. No. Yeah. It, it it's it's kind of like that division. You know it. It's been great for, you know, decades. Yeah, it has. Uh, it has because it's like that perfect weight, right? And yeah. it's right before you get up to 154 and then 160. It's not lightweight. Mm-hmm. It's not 140. It's right there. And even now, you know, we've got the up-and-comers. You know, we, we have uh, yep. Earl Spence. We have uh, Terrence Crawford. But you've also got Virgil Ortiz on his way yep. up. Jerome Boutinus we talked about. You know, and, and there's a lot of good fighters at welterweight. There's a reason why we held our mock tournament in the yeah. welterweight division, Rick. We didn't do it at lightweight. Mm-hmm. We didn't do it at light heavyweight, right? We didn't do it at bantamweight. We did it at welterweight yeah. because of the amount of fighters that are currently there. And you could probably throw Josh Taylor in the mix if he can move up. Mm-hmm. So... That's a good stat, Rick, even though it turned out with Felix Tito Trinidad, number one. We'll see what stat you can pull next week with Trinidad again at one. Mm -hmm. Um, Pacific Coast Boxing, Rick, can't wait for the fights this weekend. I'll talk to you next week, Rick. See you next week.